Welcome back, everybody. It's Britt. It's Craig. And this is episode 65 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. For those of you who like that split season number, this is season two, episode 15. We are back for week six in the NFL. It is week six, right? Did I just uh, get that right? Yeah, it's week six. Okay, good. We don't have to restart again. Um, week six in the NFL. Week five was a much better week for me DFS-wise. Craig, how was your DFS week five? Um, let's see. DraftKings, I broke even because of injuries. I missed a pay line in one. Oh, I thought that was FanDuel. FanDuel, FanDuel, okay. sorry. Which is normally your, your bread and butter. FanDuel, yeah. I usually do better on FanDuel. But uh, yeah, I missed a pay line on FanDuel by half a point. Oh. Actually, 0. 0.8. 0. 0.8. Oh. So I broke even, but DraftKings, I did well. But that was because of injury. That wasn't because of inflated pay lines like in week four. No, that was just people got hurt. Yeah, but DraftKings, you did okay. I did fantastic in DraftKings. I'm very pleased. The pay lines normalized, which was nice to see. I forgot to start the timer, so there we go. Perfect. So add three minutes to whatever the timer says when we do <laughs> to go to process this. Can tell what kind of day it's been. I have had my flu shot, and I do not believe the myth that the flu shot makes you sick, but I do believe my own body's myth that the flu shop, flu shop, there flu we go. Shop, see that? It the flu them shot makes me sleepy. So sleepy Brit, awake Craig, but that's okay Perfect. because Craig has handed me something to help me be awake. What is this bottle that looks like a cup of coffee? Um, this is something that I think we mentioned a few episodes ago about a collaboration I saw of uh, Harpoon Brewery. Okay. And a certain company that makes coffee, namely Dunkin' Donuts. If you're on the East Coast, Dunkin' Donuts is the well, the go-to. I mean, I don't know how big it is out west. Um, not as big. Not- I think they're they're they exist like in California, but it's not as big as here. It smells like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Does it? Let's I'm see. Going it's, in. it's a dark bottle. It's a port. It's a coffee porter. It's a limited edition. It is six percent alcohol, twenty-eight IBUs. He's looking at the bottle. He's Ooh, thinking God, about I just, it. I think I just belched into the mic. You might have. We'll try it out, but whatever. Don't even leave it in there for flavor. Can't get it. <laughs> um, it's not as strong as some of the coffee porters I've had. Go ahead and sip All it right. while I'm chatting. It's coffee taste is very much up front. Um, I'm going to compare it to a weaker version of Two Roads Expressway. Yeah. And um, it's almost mm. like a very mild version of uh, Half Full Brewery's Rise and Shine, which is amazing, too. But this one has a very, it's a very mild coffee flavor. It is. It's almost like Dunkin' Donuts' uh, iced coffee. It is. It's, it's, if you like it's their iced subtle. coffee, you know what that tastes like. If you handed me a glass and said, here, drink this, I would def- I would say, oh, that's a coffee. That's a coffee stout. But I'm not, I don't feel like I'm smacked in the face with it. And I, I like strong coffee. Right. So this is not bad. Not bad. And it has that aftertaste of coffee, which I know some people do and don't like. But yeah, it's very it's yeah, it's very mild. I it's don't, not as smooth as Expressway, I would say, but it's a very mild beer. I don't know that I love it. I definitely don't hate it. No, but I don't know that I'm in love with it. But I'm also not a porter and a stout guy. You're more the right. darker beer guy than I am. Mm-hmm. So so on. So, obviously, we always put stuff on untapped. What's this going to go on untapped for you? Um, you know what? Give me a couple more sips, and I'll let you know. Yeah, I, I think it's. Gonna, I think I'm going to go three and a quarter. I feel like this beer, I need to... It's one of those beers you have to keep drinking, and it gets better. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. All right. All right. Onward and upward as we enjoy the uh, Duncan Porter. Thank you for procur- uh, procuring this. Yeah, I this. just uh, found this. The, the place I went to had two six packs in their fridge i'm like well you know what we gotta let's try it i was at al's in fairfield last week or the week before and i just happened to be i was by grabbing something really quick i I can't remember i was late for something and i looked over 
And one of the other employees was looking at a beer and he was turning it over in his hands, just kind of examining it. And it was a bottle of Harpoon Duncan. No, really? And I, if I hadn't been such a rush, I would have been like, do you have that? But so I'm glad you oh, found wow. this. And I just noticed on the back, if you look at it, it looks like a Duncan cup. It looks like a Duncan cup. They have it little like little check marks where they would mark your coffee flavor. Like classic, du- classic porter with Duncan coffee. Color, dark brown, black. Aroma, espresso and dark chocolate. Taste, roasty, malty, and smooth. I don't get espresso off of this. I think that's just I think that's just the coffee flavor. You know, because I I I, I, I like espressway is an espresso coffee, and I, I get that a lot more there. But um, had a lovely chat with our friends from Two Roads on Friday at a curling event. They came to do a tasting. Um, hashtag sponsor us, which <laughs> I did not say to them. I, I did say we'd be looking for sponsors, but I didn't say hashtag sponsor us. So um, hopefully we uh, hear from them soon. But on to burning hot take questions. This is, after all, a football and beer podcast. It so is. I'm not going to start droning on about curling. Um, football. All right. So uh, burning hot take questions. You want to yes. give or receive? I will give. All right. Give it to me. Uh, so did you see the Cowboys game last week? No. <laughs> when did they even play? What, came, what time um, was that game on? They played Sunday night or was it Monday night? They played it. It was a night game. Anyway, it was, it was, it was Sunday or Monday. Was it a Monday night game? But no, anyway, no, the Monday night game was the New Orleans game. Oh, that's right. Sunday night. Sunday, they played no, Sunday night. because Sunday night I got home and again, I said I wasn't going to talk about curling, but I spent an entire weekend running around and uh, going to the curling club because we hosted a, a tournament. So by Sunday at 8 o'clock, I was dead to the world. So uh, so this game, as of many games this year, for some reason, which yeah. is another topic, but this game went to overtime. Who did they play? Uh, they played the Texans. Okay. The Battle of Texas. Which makes sense if you're going to highlight it on yep. TV. I they, only, they play, what, I think one every three or four years? Uh, whatever those yeah. schedules and the stars so, align. So um, Dallas had the ball. Right. Uh huh. This so, is in the overtime. In the overtime. Okay. Dallas have the ball. They're roughly midfield ish. It's three and one. Which, if you had to guess, which side of midfield are they? Are they on are the defensive side or are they on the offensive side? Are they less than mm-hmm. fifty yards from the goal? They're right in that range. So let's say let's say let's they're just, at the fifty. Let's just, just say okay. That. So I'm putting this. I'm painting this picture in my mind. Go on. Yep. It is third and one. They uh-huh. don't. They don't get it. Okay. What did they, what did they run? Was it a running play? It was a it was yeah, a running play or like a quick little out thing, but it didn't work. Okay, but it was it was like a completed pass or a quick run and either way they didn't gain they did or not, lose anything. So now right. we're at fourth and one? It's fourth and one. Okay. Last year the Cowboys were like 95, 98% on getting fourth and one, you know, getting a first down. Okay. Last year. Uh Jason Garrett decided, you know what? Let's not go for it and let's punt. Do you remember what the score in this game was roughly? It was 1916. It was like three. It was a field goal. So the final was 1916. Yeah. So it was 16-16 at this point because he's punting. Yep. And you're, Yeah, it was 16-16 at that and point. And I think I've heard other people talk about this, so I'm guessing you're going to why the hell don't you run on fourth down? Uh, there's that. And do you think Jason Garrett is going to get fired before the season's over? Not before I mean, the end of have, the season. You have Zeke. You have you, but, and and Dak. I mean, okay, maybe no. he can't throw, but he can he can jump, he can run. No, he okay. can do a sneak. Okay, you have Zeke, and for me, the sentence ends there. Okay, there is nothing sure. else on this team that I'm interested in other than Ezekiel Elliott. That's right. it. You have two downs to go three feet. Okay, so as to the why they didn't go for it, I don't know. You're at midfield. It's a 16-16 game. I. It's I, overtime. I don't trust my offense there, my defense there. Rather, I get that the defense has obviously played semi decently because they only gave up 16 points. 
but it is still Houston. Lamar Miller's banged up. Deshaun Watson's really the only thing they've got with the wideouts. I probably wouldn't have punted. I I, I would have run for it. I would. Re- and where was this game? Was it in Houston or was it in Dallas? It was in Houston. It was in Houston. Okay, so you're on the road. I get all of this, but you can sneak with Prescott for one. Now, as to whether or not Jerry Jones will fire <laughs> Jerry Jones's favorite coach, uh, Jason Garrett, who was hired by Jerry Jones for Jerry Jones's Cowboys presented <laughs> by Jerry Jones. No, he won't, because that means he's going to have to pay him to not work, A, and B, that means he's got to bring somebody else in and he's going to want somebody he wants he's going to want if if dallas's favorite son didn't work out here which jason garrett the perennial backup to troy aikman was if that didn't work out he's going to want a big name what big name is sitting at home right now on october 10th that you're worried that you think he's going to bring in so he fires garrett tomorrow Ooh, ooh, yeah one of craig's action figures just assaulted my beer (laughs) just literally just started falling um what big name is sitting at home in your mind that he can pick up the phone mid-season and say, come on in? Because he's not going to – his coordinators – I can't name either of the coordinators on that squad. He's not no. going to promote within. Nope. So who's he calling in? No, John Gruden has a job now. So Gruden has a job? I can't think of anybody I in the booth who's going to come know. out of the booth. Herman Edwards is happy in college. I, yes. I, I don't know. Is Herman Edwards coaching? Yeah, college. Oh. Didn't yeah. even realize he wasn't still with ESPN. So to me, there's no benefit to him um, dropping him mid-year. What do you think on this? On both of it? Do you think he should have punted? Or do you think he oh, no, fired? he definitely should have went. In, in overtime at that point, at where you are in the field, like, it's not like you're on your own 10. Just, right. just go for it. Midfield is always that neutral zone. Yeah. I mean, granted, there were a plethora of field goals and PATs that were missed this week. Well, that kicking is... Uh... still... Kicking almost screwed me in our game, which we'll get to after uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, kicking and bad game planning by Jay Gruden. If you want to talk about guys who deserve to be fired, and that, next week I'm not here. So just a, right. a, a heads up to the listeners. Next week there will be no, well, there will be DFS talk, but there won't be a metric produced. Um, so I won't have to talk about projections because I won't be here. So maybe one of the things you guys can talk about, and we don't know who the mystery guest will be, but Craig will not be solo in the booth. Um, maybe one of the things you can talk about is coaches on the hot seat. I think that would be genius for you guys to talk about. You're already halfway through the season. That. Just something to toss out there. So, all right. So you don't think he, you think he should have gone. Yes, definitely. And you think he, what's the chances he gets fired Jer- before the end of the season? I don't know. It's because it's Jerry Jones. It's so up in the air. Like if you told me he got, if Jason Gary got fired tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me he gets fired in March, I'm not going to be surprised. It's all about it's, when Jerry Jones gets the most exposure for it. I mean, really, yeah, essentially. it is what it is. You know, if Jerry Jones thinks he can get more exposure by being the coach of the Cowboys, then Jerry Jones can be the next coach of Jerry Jones' Cowboys. And he, Jerry Jones also said they haven't had a number one wide receiver in years. Yeah, you had one of those. <laughs> you paid him a bunch of money, hired him a bodyguard because you were sure he needed to stay out of trouble, and then he had no one to throw him the ball because Romo was per- perpetually hurt. And Dak Prescott is not the answer. Is not. Let me say that again. Dak Prescott is not the long-term answer. Dak Prescott. You don't is a, think he's Russell Wilson esque? No. Ready? Dak Prescott is a poor man's Joe Flacco. Oh, there God. it is. Wow. He is a game manager. He's a guy who goes out there and once in a while he's going to throw a hell of a game. But for the most part, he is worthless to your organization in terms of Super Bowl aspirations. There you have it. There I said it. I said it. You did. Question for you. All right. And this is a topic we've revisited before. Okay. But this week, Seattle. Travels to Oakland, Oaktown. Okay. 
There is a player on the Oakland Raiders who once played for the Seattle Seahawks. I almost called him the Supersonics. <laughs> Again, I've had a flu shot. I'm only halfway through my beer. Mr. Lynch. Yes. And so I've heard the term thrown around, revenge game. I've seen that a couple times this year. Is do you believe first off, do you believe in the revenge game? And two, yes or no, do you believe that Lynch is being overhyped this week? Because I've heard his name a lot because they're playing at home against Seattle. Uh see now I heard this Monday night with Peterson. But the thing is with Peterson, it it's really not the same. If he was playing um Minnesota, right, then I could see it, but he if you compare if you compare what he did in in Minnesota and what he did in New Orleans, he he it's night and day. Um, so I really can't say that was a revenge game, but I think it motivates players a little bit more. And Marshawn Lynch is the kind of runner who it kind of like you know the same way as Zeke, he can get his own yards. Like the week was it week one or two? You know I saw Marshawn Lynch get an extra like six yards with four people hanging on him, and none of those people were on his team. <laughs> so. Here, do you watch PTI at all? Pardon the interruption. Uh, Michael Wilbon. Randomly, yeah. Michael Wilbon. I used to watch it religiously. I just don't have the time I used to have to because I, I spent a lot of time reading articles and listening to fantasy football podcasts. Um, but Michael Wilbon used to have an expression that a guy wasn't there long enough to have a sandwich. <laughs> and that's how I feel about AP and New Orleans. He right. wasn't there long enough to have... He was there, but... Right. It wasn't a good fit. He recognized it wasn't a good fit. The coaches recognized it was a good fit. He got the hell out. Right. I don't believe in the revenge game narrative. And I don't believe Marshawn Lynch is going to have a big game. I think it's easy to think that way and to plan on it. And he's always one of those people that has like the potential to, but you never know if um, you never know if it's if he's going to do it or not. And plus, he's on the Raiders. So before we move on to the next question, what the hell is this display over here? Um, I'll explain that later because it's going to take too long. Craig has printouts (laughs) of screens that look like podcast lists and. One of them is for fantasy football, and we're on it. So I'm like, is Craig like tracking our like number and like how far no. are we up the list? No. Okay, because that that would be the way. This is just kind of hanging off to the side of the wall. It's almost like you know stalkerish here, you know. So anyway, all right. So question the third. Okay. And I wish we. This is more. I wish we had YouTube because I would love to just turn the camera, see what Craig's bizarre <laughs> tracking of other podcasts looks like. Um, question the third comes from our dear friend Cinch. Cinch has a wide receiver issue because he needs to start one guy because he's got bye weeks. Right. His choices are in week six for a one-week start. Okay. Do you like Will Fuller? All right. Do you like Keelan Cole? Mm-hmm. Or do you like Quincy Anunwa? So let's break it down. Uh, Indianapolis is at the Jets, so Anunwa will be at home against the Indianapolis defense. Uh, where's the other guys? Where's the Houston uh, game? Houston... Why is the Houston game not on my screen? They're playing the Bills. Where in, is that game? They're in Houston. In Houston. Okay, so Fuller at home against the Bills. So Anunwa at home against the Colts. Fuller at home against the Bills. Right. Or Keelan Cole, who will be without uh, Leonard Fournette again. So Blake Bortles. <laughs> be throwing the ball everywhere. Blake Bortles, the only quarterback in the history of the National Football League, can turn over the ball five times in a single game and still score 35 fantasy points. 35 fantasy points with five turnovers. That's how amazing Blake Bortles is. Blake Bortles is so amazing. He changes your scoring in your teams to make interceptions a good thing. They're on the road. They are on the road. At Dallas. Right. So, who do you like there? Fuller 
Anunwa or Cole in a one-week um, replacement uh, PPR? Yeah, that's a tough one. I would say out of those two, I think Fuller and Anunwa have a better option. Yeah, are we ready to dismiss Cole? Not only because Dallas's corners are decent. They yes. are they are good. Yes. I mean, Dallas leads the league in sacks as a team. And Leonard Fournette is apparently dead. Leonard Fournette is out indefinitely. On my way Jamar, to the studio. Jamal Charles maybe a, is, is, is a Jaguar. He's signed, now. yes. On my way to the studio, I heard the football diehards talk about how they expect Leonard Fournette to be out through the bye week. I think that's week nine for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's four more weeks, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. That they are going to shut him down whether he's healthy feeling or not because they don't trust this hamstring thing. In that time, Blake Bortles probably have a lot of points. Right. But they're not going to win a lot of games. It would be on their defense if they did. And the de- this defense that I was so worried about, the Chiefs put up 30 points on without blinking. That's right. I was so shocked in the game on Sunday because, all right, so here's the side story. <laughs> so I'm at the Nutmeg Curling Club. and um, all goes back to curling. Back to curling. And we're there for a tournament. So I'm be there stuck all I'm just stuck there all day. Right. And I was supposed to do broadcasting. So I look at my phone to see what games are broadcasting in my area. And we live in a New York area. So I'm getting the Jets. I'm getting the Giants. No sign of the Jacksonville, Kansas City game. One of the other members turns on our television in the club. And because we like we're curlers and we want to watch curling, we don't have traditional TV. We have a curling, I'm sorry, a Canadian cable company specially broadcast via dish. Okay. To our club. All right. The Canadians watch their football on Sundays, the American football, on TSN, which is their version of ESPN. They don't have the regional games. So all of a sudden he goes, hey, Britt, you're a Chiefs fan, right? Jags and Chiefs are on at one. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, folks, we'll have somebody else broadcasting the 12 p.m. draw because (laughs) Britt's going to be in front of the TV. I, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with like two or three other just random football enthusiasts, people mulling about, curling going on. And I'm sitting there and I, I was so shocked. I stood up at like like at the end of the first quarter and the guy sitting next to me goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get a scotch because I can't believe what I'm seeing. So I went to the bar and I got a scotch and I sat back down and I drank the yeah. scotch and I went, I still don't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, the Chiefs randomly decided to have a defense. The, their defense <laughs> was good early and their offense was ready for Jacksonville. So I don't know. I don't know if the Jaguars' defense is good enough to stop um, Dallas. This might be a throwing game. If it's a throwing game, do we like Keelan Cole? Uh, in that respect, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, for me, the answer is Quincy Anunwa, and I'll tell you why. I think, and this because is Bob Sanders retired. Yeah, Bob Sanders just got an interception by saying he his did. Name. Every time someone says Bob Sanders' name, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> I think Indianapolis is going to walk into New York and I think they're going to they're going to be offensively pretty impressive. I don't know why I think you this. You think the Colts are? Yes. Okay. I think the Jets are going to be playing from behind in the second half and I think they're going to have to throw the ball and that means a none with time. All right. I, I Fuller is hit or miss. And he's he still has a hamstring problem. Yes. He played last week, but my problem with picking players who are playing injured is they can play for a quarter, and then they could be done, and then you're screwed. And what <laughs> happens if Houston's up, like, say, just say for the sake of argument, like 28-3 to three at half against Buffalo, because it's Buffalo. Then that 28 points. all that uh, blue kid. Yeah. It's 20, really? and, and it's 28 points. Let's just say, let's just say it's 28-3, and 14 of those points are from the defense. Right. Not crazy to think, because the Bills are bad, and Allen is not settled in at quarterback. So... 
they could be running the ball. It could be all Alfred Blue. I mean, Lamar Miller is still questionable. I had a chuckle today when our friend John picked up Lamar Miller off of the waiver wire because I dropped him. I left him there. And he was like, ooh, Lamar <laughs> Miller with his chest injury and his like 2.3 yards per carry average. Ooh, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, so I'm going to go with Nunwa because I think they'll be playing that's, from behind. That's fair. I can so, see that. So what do you make your I, call? You're going with Cole? Uh, going with Nunwa? Ah, man, that's a tough one. I would go with a Nunwa. Gotta go Blake Bortles. <laughs> the answer to the question is always Blake Bortles. It's always Blake Bortles. The answer to the question. Uh, only because because um, the Cowboys' corners are good, I would go with Anunua. You know who's better if than the Cowboys' corners? If they were playing someone else, I would probably say Cole. But but do you know who's better than the Cow- Cowboy corners? Who? Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, yeah, we, that's become a, a running gag. Although, I got to tell you, I sat Blake Bortles in our matchup um, and it almost burned me because I had Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan scored 17, and Blake yeah. Bortles put in 35 points. He turned over the ball five times by himself. He did. Threw four picks, and he fumbled the ball. He did. How well, do you well, score one of the, 35 one of points? One throws, he threw it at a lineman's head. Well, I, I get that. I watched <laughs> that game at the Curling Club. I get that, he, but he didn't play fantastic. It was all garbage time. But did he have more points than Mahomes, fantasy-wise? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly didn't check. It's got to be close. But I, I mean, the next day when I, I went to look and see how close our matchup was, I'm like, really? He got 35 points? Yeah. Because he looked terrible. He looked the, terrible. The battle of Sturgis, folks, was decided by one point. So Sturgis, one I was down. One point. Let's set the stage. After Sunday night and Ezekiel Elliott ran for Craig, the only player he had left was Alvin Kamara. Now, granted, it's Alvin Kamara. I'm down. I think I was down 35 Yes. But I had a 40% chance to win because while I was down 35 points and he still had Alvin Kamara, I had Jordan Reed, Will Lutz, yep. Mark Ingram. That was it. That Is that? Yeah, three people going. I had three people going. I had one. And Ingram and Reed were both expected to have decent days. So the game begins. We get to halftime, and I'm still down like 15 points. Ingram has two touchdowns, so you know they're going to back off of him unless they just want to grind out yards. Jordan Reed hasn't seen the football. <laughs> I, I had to go online at the end of the first quarter to make sure Jordan Reed was playing and I had not missed a late scratch. Oh, and by the way, at this point, Will Lutz is plus one because he's made one, two extra points and missed one extra point. So I went to bed and I'm like, I may be handing Craig a trophy. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to go use the bathroom. On my way to the bathroom, I said, I got to look. Yep. And I looked and it was 122 to 121. Yep. And I almost walked out into the kitchen to pour myself a scotch because I did <laughs> not believe what I was seeing on the screen. And you ready for the first thought that came into my head? Yep. By the time I wake up, a stat correction will have this game <laughs> tied or me losing. Something will happen. That's happened in our league before. It has. It has, it has happened. It's where games within 24 hours. Yeah, where you were winning by three and you wake up the next morning, you lost by one because they did a stat correction on your defense or something stupid. Yep. That but was... Yes. Um, yeah, so the Rams defense gave me minus four. And the Cardinals defense gave me like plus 26. Yep. And uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah, they didn't use Zeke as much. Or Kamara. Or Kamara got stuffed for a touchdown. If they got that touchdown, it would have won. Oh, but... my God, my breath held, and that was so slow motion. And let me just tell you, I had football. Demarius Thomas on my bench because he hasn't been doing well, and he decided 
Yeah, let's just play. But I most a of his, of those his over, he got over 100 yards, but most of it was garbage yardage at the end of the game. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of those. So the Sturgis, the, uh, Sturgis Cup, which is a about roughly almost a 100-year-old trophy <laughs> that I bought off of eBay for $1.25 yep. because it's mostly falling apart and held together by Gorilla Glue and good wishes, <laughs> um, will reside in my house, which is good because if I picked it up to bring it over here, there's no guarantee it wouldn't fall apart in my hands. True. This I mean, I true. had to remove the original plaque from this thing, and it said something about yachting in Rhode Island in <laughs> eight, 1918. So, you know, I I, I did. This was about 10 years ago I bought this trophy. Yeah. Dollars, it, it, cost me, it cost me more to ship it than it did to buy it off of eBay. And, and the fact that it was old and ridiculous and splintering um, was part of its charm. So, all right. So onwards. Yeah. So Sturgis stays with me for another year, even though Craig has beaten me yeah. in the game that matters. Um, the trophy stays with me. Right. So a, a successful Sturgis. Let's talk about DFS in week six. Sure. A reminder, there will be no DFS in week seven because I'm no. going to Canada. We're going to give you some uh, gut calls. Yes. No numbers. There will be no metric. There will be no metric in week seven. I will be in Canada, which means there's going to be some glaringly awesome matchup that I'm not thinking about. Um, I, yeah. I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh my God. Does that God. mean you have to set your lineups for DFS before you leave? That's not possible. I'm flying out Monday morning. DFS lineups typically don't open until Monday night or Tuesday morning. I mean, oh, that's true. I'm just not going to be true. able to DFS next week unless, well, you know what? I'll log in, in in Canada and we'll see if the Canadians will let me do it. Maybe I'll log in and they'll tell me I have to pick a CFL game. I don't know. They're still <laughs> playing. I thought they were done already, but they're still playing. So, all right. Let's talk about the values in week six starting quarterback i got four guys on my list i hate is them one all. of those guys blake bortles blake bortles is not on this list you know what blake bortles is blake bortles has come above the list and has ascended to godhood <laughs> blake bortles actually is about i have him at the 17th best value because he's at 5600 and against dallas i've only got him pegged for 21 points i just don't see it being yeah. that great so he so... does not make value you trust in Jameis Winston, huh? Well, I mean, technically, he makes 3.8 value, but still. No, I don't. I don't trust any of these guys. If you scroll to the right, because I see you have it up on your phone, right. you will see I added a note section in which I tell you why I hate all oh, of the people <laughs> at 4X value. So here's the four names, and then we'll talk about why I hate them all. Jameis Winston, CJ Beathard. Yes, I know that's not how his name is pronounced. Eli Manning and Jared Goff. Jameis Winston. I I'm not sure why he's not in prison. But it's still Tampa. But they're playing in it. They're playing in Atlanta against Atlanta. Atlanta's so, defense is kind of bleh. Suspect is the word I would use. That's also a good word to use. For suspect. Them. I'm gonna need you know their their, their owners actually shocked at their record. What are they? One and four. One yeah. and five. One. Well, it's only through five weeks. So one and four. I'm not shocked at their record. Their defense is horrendous, and they're not utilizing quick, Julio okay, Jones. Okay. So really quick aside, are you shocked at anyone's record right now? Oh yes, I'm shocked that the Miami the Miami Dolphins have three wins already. I didn't think they were going to have three wins all year. Hmm. Um, I'm shocked the Chiefs are undefeated. Um, I'm shocked there's not more undefeated. That's right. Than just our, the Chiefs uh, and the Rams. our team's got their game moved. That's going to be fantastic. You're off that night, right? Uh, yeah, I'm work right. I get so, out before the game starts. So I think this is what we need to do before we jump into the DFS here. I think we need to live tweet that game from here in the Craig studio. We can do that. Watch the game. And every time our team scores a point, you have to go live on Twitter and taunt the other member of this podcast. So every time the Bengals score, you have to go on Twitter live for 30 seconds 
and taunt the Chiefs or me and vice All versa. Right. All right. I think that would make for some interesting, <laughs> interesting times. We can figure that out. And then immediately after the game, we will record a bonus episode because at that point, we're both going to be exhausted and probably a couple of beers in. <laughs> and it's mostly going to be like football, fig nuts, something. Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> watch it. Woo! Watch it be a tie. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Giovanni Bernard ran all over the Colts. <laughs> he ran, he's just oh, wait. What? Christian oh. Okoye is the best chief I've ever seen. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> If you need one yard at the goal line, Marcus Allen is your man. Tell Joe Montana to hand him the ball. Don't throw to Willie Davis. Willie Davis isn't going to get you one yard. Anyway, okay. I think we should, but we should, we'll get together and watch that game at the very least. All right, Jameis Winston. I, I, I'm, I want to believe here. I'm not sold on Jameis Winston at Atlanta. I feel like it's more of a tournament play and a hope and pray than it is a cash play. Um, CJ Beathard, sorry, right. I got to say it the right way. I know. I don't know how this guy scores fantasy points. Because he's the only quarterback there. He's literally the only person <laughs> Someone there. Someone has to throw the ball. <laughs> Matt Bright is dead, so Eli Manning is old. Hashtag too old. I just, I can't put anything behind Manning. Yeah, and Jared Goff, I love Jared Goff. We have him. Yeah. We have him in our ESPN shared team. And we won this week. And we won this week. Guess what? He's heading to the bench. Do you know why he's heading to the bench? Why he's heading to the bench? Because Cooper Cup is in the protocol. Yep. So is Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks in the protocol. Who's our other receiver? That's Robert Woods. Big Bob. Big Bob. Maybe Big Bob ain't gonna do Big... it all by himself. No, but maybe you'd have to start Big Bob. Maybe this Big week. Bob is a must start this week. Maybe he is. But Garrett, Jared Goff, because don't forget who's sitting on our bench in his place is the goat. Uh, yeah, I know the goat. And you know where the goat is going? Where? Kansas City. You know what happens to Kansas City? Blake Bortles could throw five interceptions <laughs> and still score 35 points. So Tom Brady's going to walk in there and put on a Blake Bortles mask. And once he's <laughs> in the building, he's going to score 45 points against the Chiefs. No problem. How can you not start Tom Brady this week in a season long? Are they playing in New England? That's a fantastic question. Let's see. Let's Hold on. Look. I'm looking. Tom Brady. It's in Jeez, New England. At, yeah. Sunday it's night. It's in New England. How do you not start, start Tom Brady? At home. Against the against a team that I'm not even sure has cornerbacks on their roster. Yeah, maybe Blake Bortles was just I don't know looking. Maybe he was drunk because he should have thrown Tom a beer. He should have thrown for 500 yards. Seriously, he should have. So I I I can't I I can't start golf in season long this week. I can't. We're gonna have to bench it for Tom Brady. I know you hate that, but we're gonna have to do it. That's right. So so here's your here's your four X options: Winston, Beathard, Manning, or Goff. If you got to use one, what are you doing? Oh man, there is. I will. I will. I will I tease that Winston does offer a stack opportunity. He does. Oh man, as does Manning, but they play on Thursday. So if you're doing a non-Thursday uh, yeah, pool, you're screwed. I'm not a fan of Thursday games. Yeah, I guess Jameis Winston. Although the Thursday games, the output has been way better this year than yeah, historically. But I mean, the Chiefs were on the last one, so I don't know what to tell you there. I- I'm gonna probably go with Winston. I, I don't have any faith in At Beathard least because he. He can run, so right. you never you could get a rushing touchdown or two. And I have him for twenty five points, and he's only fifty eight hundred. So you know this might be a week where you want to pay up at quarterback because you really don't like any of the value options. Running back value options. I got four of them again. Okay. Tariq Cohen, Corey Clement, Royce Freeman, Peyton Barber. Tariq Cohen is still the backup technically. The only reason he makes value is because I've got him slated for about fourteen points. He's only four K. Corey Clement. Is coming off of injury. Jay Ajayi is going on injury. 
it's going to be a timeshare between him and Smallwood. I don't know which one to trust, but Clement is way cheaper, so Clement makes my list. Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman could be really freaking good this week, or he could take a backseat to Philip Lindsay again. Royce Freeman's they best s- week has been the week that Lindsay got ejected. Yep, they said that they were going to give Freeman more touches, and that week they, he got less. They also said Case Keenan was going to turn around this franchise, <sighs> and that was like the like- fourth time Elway had said that, so... Do you think Elway just can't pick quarterbacks? I think Elway's job is on the hot seat. You think so? Yes. Yes, no, I do. I mean, he's like, I don't know. He's like a god in Denver. He's Denver really, Jesus. Yes. He is. Like he's Peyton Denver Manning. Jesus. Well, I guess Peyton Manning. You think Peyton Manning would outrank him? No. No. So I say like election for U.S. Senate seat between Manning and Elway. Elway wins that like by 67%. Like huge. Huge. It's going to be <laughs> huge. You're going to love it. I'll tell you. I know it. You know it. She knows it. Anyway, Peyton Barber. It's Tampa. I don't know what to do with Tampa. I just don't know what to do with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, because, you know, their their flashy quarterback isn't starting anymore, so who knows how they're going to be. So two questions to you. Those yep. four names. Yep. One, who do you like? And two, if you do like Barber even a little, do you feel comfortable pairing him with Winston? Hmm, that is a good question. Thank you. It's You're fueled welcome. by the sip of sunshine you threw at me. <laughs> wow. We only got like 15 yeah. minutes left. So you I know. You know. I would go with either Cohen or, you know, if I go down a couple spots, uh, Chris Carson against Oakland. Carson is just outside the value because he's 4,400. I just, Seattle, but I think Seattle's going to play from behind. Is Carson yeah. going to get the points? He can get the touches? Uh, he could be. I think he's it now officially. I mean, like Bilal Powell's in that same group too. He's about 13 points, but he's at 45. Alfred Morris's value is up. TJ Yeldon, I really like, but they bumped he's, him to 6,400 because they, they assumed Fournette was dead. And he's hurt now. Yeldon is? He has ankle issues. That's why they signed That's why they signed Jamal Charles. What's Corey Grant's value? Is Corey Grant hurt? <laughs> is he hurt too? I don't know. I'll look it up. You look that up. I'm going to look up what his, uh, his salary is because Corey Grant might be a sneaky play. Corey Grant's only 3,500 on DraftKings. If Yeldon is hobbled, then... That's a sneaky play. And where's Jacksonville? Which Jacksonville's at Dallas? Yep. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I like it. I'm I like it a lot. He's, uh, he's injured. If Yeldon's on the injury report and he is limited, then I love using Corey Grant as a value. Oh play. yeah, Corey Grant and Safarian Jenkins are on IR. Oh, oh, they put him on the IR. Yeah. What did I miss? Yep. Jeez, edit With all this out. List so frantic stupid. injury. Oh, he's got a Liz Frank. Oh, oh okay. Never is. mind. Never it's mind. In his, it's in his foot. Yep. And that's likely to end his season. Oh, no. No question. Liz Franks are nasty little tendon things, is. if I remember correctly. Mm. I got I. It's not something that happens a lot, but it's one of those things that's it's one of those things that's named for the guy who discovered it. So, you know, oh. it's bad. Oh, it's you know, it's not like, you know, you. medial collateral <laughs> ligament sprain. No, it's like it's like, you know. Joe Smith disorder. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, or Smith's disease. You're like, wait, so, that's serious. Now is Jamal Charles a pickup for you? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, even even if Yeldon were out by some miracle of fate, I couldn't start Charles without seeing him first. I would not even tournament him. Fair. That's Fair. just me. All right. So I, I I'm probably using Royce Freeman off this list. I'm probably staring at the Peyton Barber stack. Um, but moving on to Whiteout because we're running out of time. There's only two wideouts I like. Only two? Only two. So this is a week to go value in other places. Use your judgment. Go cheap at running back. Go cheap at quarterback because you need to pay up at wide receiver because the only two wide receivers I like both play for the New York Giants. 
So that means you're going to do a giant stack? Only if I'm playing in a Thursday night pool, because that's a Thursday night game. Hmm. And I hate Thursday night stacking because all of a sudden, after the first game, I'm in second place out of 4,000. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a freaking genius. I've Sunday got 118 <laughs> points. And then Sunday happens, and I realize I score another 10 points because I've only got two guys left to go. Right. Yep. I'll tell you what I would do. What would you do? I would do a captain's pool on Thursday nights because it was usually a single game. And I would do yeah, a captain's. St- I've been trying those. It's bad. Here's what I'm going to do. It's bad. I'm going to throw a dollar... I'm going to throw like a dollar tournament play. Okay. And I'm going to do three different lineups. One where Eli is a captain. Yep. One where Shepard's the captain. And one where <laughs> Odell's a captain. Oh, I see what you're doing there. And hope that one of them hits for at least three bucks. I, I have Shepard at 17 points. He's a 5,700. Um, I've got Odell at 23 points. I don't trust Odell ever, let alone well, when he's complaining. Well, you never know what he's going to do. So maybe I'm only doing two. Maybe I'm doing Sterling and Eli Manning and I'm using Odell, but you know. Uh, guys I like that aren't in the value range. I like, I like Antonio Callaway in Cleveland this week, just cause he's so cheap. He's only 4k. Uh, Chris Godwin plays well into your Tampa Bay, uh, stack. I still like, even though he's up to 6k, I like Tyler Boyd this week. They're at home. They're playing Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a shootout. I really like that game, but I don't have him making value cause he's up to 6k. Who do you like, Craig? Let's say like the top six or seven guys on the list in front of you. So let me run it off. Okay. Shepard, Beckham, Callaway, Godwin, Crabtree I have at five. This is all value plays, by the way. This is not total rank. This is value. Moncrief, Boyd, Nelson, Lockett, and DJ Moore. So there's the top 10 value plays. Now, keeping um, in mind that the, to- the, be- the 10th value play, DJ Moore, is only 2.7x. I'm not seeing a lot of value at wide receiver. Who do you like on that list? And if you uh, say Tyler list? Boyd, I'm going to kill you because you're uh, a homer. Probably Shepard and Callaway. I have everyone on that list. Would you stack the Shepard Beckham for a Thursday night pool? I would do it. I'm not a fan of Thursday games, but I wouldn't do it because Philly's Philly's in a lot of trouble. Like, oh, yeah. They are not the team that won the Super Bowl. I don't no. know what the hell happened, but people got hurt. People got hurt. Their defense is not the same. So that may not be a bad idea. Nelson I mean, Aguilar has been their number one target, that, so. You know, there's always Moncrief. Uh, there's Jordy Nelson. DJ Moore, here's a problem with Carolina. Um, they're Carolina. They're Carolina, and Cam Newton is run first. Yes. Or throw it to Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Uh, just so you know, big game Bob Woods, I have him at 17 points, but he's 6,900 on DraftKings, and that's right. limiting his value. All right, we're running out of time, so we got to keep moving. Tight end. I like three of them. Okay. Cameron Brait, ding, ding, ding. There's the end of your Tampa stack. <laughs> So if you're not going to use Godwin, he's, cheap. he's very cheap. The tight ends are cheap. He's only 3,700. Bray is 3,700. So here's the stack I'm liking. All right. I'm liking Winston, then Barber or Godwin, but not both. And okay. then Bray is the third person in the stack. So I'm always using Winston or Bray, Winston and Bray. And then and one of the receivers. One, either Godwin or the running back Barber. So that's one. The second uh, tight end to like is Austin Hooper. Hooper finally showed up (laughs) on my bench because I started Jordan freaking Reed after I read seven articles saying Jordan Reed could be the number one tight end of week five. He was the first guy to sit down on week five. That's for sure. I mean, there was a there was a bunch of plays where I looked out because ESPN does this thing in the bottom of the screen tells you who's on the on the field. Right. And it was Vernon Davis. Was it? The snap share was not good for Jordan Reed this week. So 
And then the last one, Craig will smile, is CJ Uzoma. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce his name because yeah, it's enough. a tight end on Cincy that's not named Tyler. And he's not broken yet. Yeah. It's not good to be a tight end for the Bengals. You get, you get broken. Pittsburgh's giving up a lot of points to the tight end, so that's why he's on the list. So, Brate, Hooper, and Uzoma, go ahead, be a homer. Who are you using? Uh, if I'm going with the stack, um, I go Brate. Uh, but I, I like just, Uzuma so because, he's, scat because he's cheap. He's Yeah, he's only 3000 Yeah, so... But I'm scared of this Tampa. So my stack options are to involve Thursday night and trust Eli Manning or you trust the Buccaneers, trust the entire Bucks offense in Atlanta because Atlanta's defense is kind of bleh. is chiefish. Yes, they are. For lack of a better term, probably the, the Chiefs, Atlanta and Philadelphia, their secondary is not spectacular. Porous. But here's the thing. DraftKings and, and Pittsburgh. DraftKings clearly recognize this for the skill positions because they priced up the Patriots, which is why there's no Patriots in my value plays. So I'm going to skip defense. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm using the Bills because they're cheap. They're 2200 <laughs> and they're playing at Houston. And uh, I think Houston, I like the Bears because they're playing in Miami. Right. I, Craig and I had a discussion on text earlier today. Miami has given up the fewest sacks in the league, which is shocking. And Craig's response was, look who they freaking played. They've won three games. Come on, Britt. There's a reason, and it has nothing to do with their quality. So I like the Bills. Craig likes the Bears. They're a little more expensive. So um, we willing to put a, a six-pack of beer on this one? The uh, loser brings the six-packs to the next uh, podcast. Whoever sure. defense scores less, I'll take scores. the Bills. You take the Bears. All right, we can do that. Done. We'll do that. All right, so beer duty is on whoever's defense scores worse in DraftKings format. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, why was I rushing? Oh, because we know. haven't done the uh, over-unders. Right. Craig, okay. it's time to play America's favorite game. <laughs> I'm going to have to find theme music for this. I, really? Why haven't you? I, I mean, know. you don't have you have to. like a freebie ripoff of the prices right on this? I do. Somewhere. That should be totally the intro to this. It's time to play America's favorite game. <laughs> um, okay. I have in front of me the week six over-unders and odds. Okay. I have four games. In the 50-plus, which are games to target. Okay. And two games that are 41 or under because there's nothing under 40 this week. Okay. You get three strikes, as always. The following games are off the schedule because there is no over-under. Okay. Carolina at Washington is a no-go. All right. And Buffalo at Houston is a no-go because that's probably like an over-under of 12. So okay. they, didn't, they didn't give it. Right. Everybody else is active. Do you want to? St- I'm gonna give you a cha- choice you've never had before. Do you want to start with the overs or the unders? Let's go with the overs. Okay, I have four matchups at 50 plus. Go. Okay. Uh, Bucks Falcons. Correct. 57 and a half. Okay. Which is why people are big on the box. Um, Steelers Bengals. Yes. Sorry, I missed it for a moment. There, I almost said no. 53. Okay. Steelers Bengals. Oh yeah. Steals bills. Oh God, this uh, flu shot and this beer. <laughs> flu shot plus beer equals right, brick so can't read the word uh, Cincinnati. There's, there's two more. There's two more, and you have all three of your strikes. Oh, all right, all right. Uh hmm. Oh, one's so obvious. Chiefs Patriots. Chiefs Patriots. Do you want to know? Just, Is it like you ready? <laughs> Brace yourself. Well, if you had to guess, put a number. Fifty six. 59. Wow, I should have won 59. Are you freaking kidding? 59. See, I told you we were going to see a 60 game And the Pats are three-point favorites. So, all right, so let's do that out. So that's roughly 60. That's 30 to 30. So they're saying the Patriots are going to win 32 to 29? 
the Patriots defense that or bad? 31 to 28. Yes. I can see the Patriots defense giving up four touchdowns. No, easily. I mean, the Patriots defense has never really been spectacular. Break. Uh, don't break. Just bend. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that. All right. There's one more. There is one you haven't gotten. Hmm. Chargers Browns. Chargers Browns. No. 44. Ooh. And the Chargers are only you ready for this. A one point favorite. Really? Yes. They have that game at 22 and a half to 21 and a half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Chargers <laughs> and I'm probably going to take the over and sleep like a baby when that game's 35 30. Yeah. All right. So that's strike one. What do you got? Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Um. And which two games were not uh, Panthers uh, and Buffalo, who? Houston is out and Carolina, Washington's out. Man, there's not a lot to choose from. Um, Eagles, Giants? Nope. Damn. That's a 44. Strike two. Damn. You were on a roll. You feel like the I last was. two weeks you've you've had good. You've been good. So this is uh, it, your last let's shot. Let's just go long shot because I don't know how either of any of these can work. Uh, Rams, Broncos. Rams, Broncos is the correct answer. 52 and a half. Craig wins for a third straight week on the overs. But can he get the unders? A fresh clock, three strikes. I've got two games that are 41 or under. Given uh, to me. 49ers Packers. No, that game is 46 and a half. Ravens Titans. Correct. 41. There's one and you've got left and you got two mm, strikes. Bears Dolphins. Strike two. That's Ooh. a 42 and a half. All right. Let's just go with uh, Colts Jets. Is that how many strikes do you have left? I just said it. That was one. I have, two, one, so I have two one strike okay. left. So you went with who? Uh, Colts Jets. Colts and Jets. No, that's a 45. That's ah. strike two. Uh, all right. Um, wow. Jags, Cowboys. That's correct. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you get strike Blake three. isn't going to score 48 forgot, points by himself. You forgot the first rule of fantasy football, which is the answer is always Jake, Bor- uh, Jake Bortles. <laughs> God damn it. I've had one beer. It's the flu shot. Um, there's the title of the episode, folks. Episode 65, It's the Flu Shot. Uh, Jacksonville at Dallas is the lowest over under of the week, 40 and a half. Jacksonville is a three point favorite t- on the road. Would you take the over or the under on that? I'll take the over. I'll take the over after watching the Chiefs shred them and knowing that even though Dak Prescott is a Dak Prescott is a poor dead man's Patrick Mahomes. I still think that Dallas is going to put up 20 to 25 points. So you think Zeke's going to do it by himself? Yes. Essentially. <laughs> Or Jason Garrett's going to come out of retirement and, and do it. I don't know. <laughs> but So Craig succeeds on both this week. So we are targeting Kansas City at New England as a use. Rams at Denver, even though I think the Rams, I think I would take the under in that game because the Rams receivers are all banged up. I mean, you got Gurley, but it's still just Gurley. Tampa at Atlanta, 57 and a half. How are you betting that one? 57 and a half. I would do the over. I'm going to take the under there. I just I don't see it. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, 53. I'll definitely take the over there. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be a shootout. So, all right, we're running out of time. Final thoughts. Craig, go. Um, Yeah, it's week six. We are you know, pretty much mid-season. Uh, people people can get fired still. There's Hell still yeah. people who can get signed. Des Bryant's still out there. I don't know why the Jets haven't signed him. So, yeah. For me, I'm going to make a bold prediction is my final thought. All right. This is the Julio Jones week. And Julio Jones gets his hundred. This is the week he goes off for like yards. 220 yards and his one touchdown. Okay. I'm going to predict it right now. Julio Jones, big week. Not enough. I'll, I, I've plugged him into a few DFS lineups, but 
Uh, if you've got Julio Jones a season long, he is a must use this week. Not that he's not always a must use, but if you're even thinking about it, like let's assume you have an embarrassment of riches right. and you've got Odell Beckham Jr., Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't know who else is good this year. Let's go with those and uh, Julio Jones. And you can only start two. Julio Jones is playing this week. Um, so I have a, I just have a crazy feeling. I have nothing statistical to back that up, but a gut just feeling. A feeling. Would you use him in DFS? Yes. I have him in a couple lineups already. I'm using him in both tournaments and in cash. I just have a crazy feeling this is the week for Julio. If it doesn't happen, don't blame me because it's just a gut <laughs> feeling. But I just have a feeling that's what's going to happen. So that's it. I will see you all in two weeks because I am off to Canada to uh, go and try to track down my dead ancestors. With um, a cannon. With, who got shot with a cannon somehow. Defending with a cannon. Somehow. So, shot himself with a cannon apparently but anyway um craig will be back next week with a, a guest in the chair and they'll talk about some uh resetting of the season and where we are after week six because that's about almost halfway through the fantasy season and it's yeah. a third of the way through the uh, regular season so yep they'll be here to talk about that kind of stuff so if you're tuning in just for dfs next week is your week to take off because it'll all be gut plays and there's a reason we do the metric but um until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. This is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I'll see you after Montreal, everybody.